Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusef, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? 2-0 game against Cadiz, unfortunately, has had a bit of a cloud on it because of, as we all know, the medical emergencies on one, possibly two fans. You know, we just hope that they and pray that they are going to be okay and fine and that the medical team is getting them the assistance they need. Uh, obviously not something you want to see. And, you know, I really am kind of disgusted by a lot of like the trolling I see on social media about what's happening here. So all we can say is we pray for the best. And uh, I think we got to cover this game because we have a huge, huge match against Bayern Munich uh, coming up midweek on Tuesday in Munich. And this was quite an interesting game. Use in terms of what Xavi tried to implement with his starting lineup, the issues we faced in the first half, and then how in the second half we took a little bit of control. So why don't you go ahead and just kind of lay out the lineup that we had and then, you know, your initial thoughts, and then we can move on into covering the game. Sure. So Stegen in the back, of course. Then we had Balde, the return of Balde. PK, after quite a few games not being uh, at all used, is in today's game. Araujo and Bellerin, who we just got recently. Then in the midfield, Gavi, Busquets, Frankie de Jong. And in the front, Rafinha, Depay, and Torres. So I think on our last video, I had discussed that Cadiz shouldn't be too difficult of a game. They're 20th in the table. They're fighting relegation. They have zero goals, zero points on the table. Yeah, um, I mean, that is true use, <laughs> right? But uh -huh. like they also... We, the last time we beat Cadiz in La Liga so, was when Ronaldinho was on the team, <laughs> 2006. Uh -huh. they, and in the last two seasons since they were promoted in 2020, we've drawn two and lost two uh -huh. against Cadiz. So it is a Listen, team that... Listen, those are the last you know, two years of our woes. I know, but uh -huh. you know, it, it, I didn't expect it to be a, a total walk through the park. And sure. you know, the first half, compared to other first halves we had, were a little bit difficult. Yeah. Right? A lot of times they had six men behind the ball, and uh, clearly Xavi wanted to rotate, right? We had sure. some rotations against Plizen. We had, you know, Bellerin making his first performance today. Uh, we saw the Gavi, Busquets, Frankie de Jong midfield, which is interesting because you and I have commented, you know, uh, ad nauseum about the fact that we want to see Pedri, Busquets, and Frankie de Jong, but we got a different three today. Um, and then, you know, we had Ferran Torres, Depay, and Rafinha up front. Didn't have the debate about Dembele or Rafinha on right wing since it's just Rafinha, so he had that right wing side. And, uh, you know, in terms of the rest of the lineup, I don't think there's anything that shocked me too much. I mean, seeing PK again was good. I think against these teams in the lower edge, right, this is the bottom rung of La Liga. <laughs> He's a, a good substitute. Yeah, and, you know, we need these three points. And we don't... With well, yeah, because... Uh -huh. With Benzema out, yeah. right, for a full month, mm -hmm. this is huge for us. And we have an international break coming up uh, in like a, a week and a half. And so it's really important for us while Benzema is out to try and, you know, get points and, and make that huge push for uh, the top of La Liga. Yeah, because at the end of the season, it could be these three points that make or break our first place spot. And, you know, how many times have, uh, I think, under the Ronald Koeman era, how many chances did we have to take the La Liga title and it was just those silly games at the end of the season where we just couldn't squeeze out a goal or get we were drawing too much that ended us uh, ended up losing us that um, season so these moments need to be taken with importance and I know I was saying that the team is you know prior is like well this shouldn't give us too much difficulty but it doesn't matter we need to win these games and we need our subs uh, mm -hmm. to be able to play. And, you know, today's lineup is something I'm glad that we're rotating with Depay and Torres in. But, you know, in the first, if we want to roll into the first half here, 
if you're talking about like Torres and Depay's finishing, both of them are just not really on par yet. And I, they haven't had that many minutes, especially Depay, I think less than for Torres. But Depay seems like when he gets in the box, he's very weak. Um, I think he just misstrikes the ball and it ends up going straight to the goalie, very low to the ground. There's not too much uh, creativity there. And then with Torres, he's always just rocketing these balls into the stands, trying to take people's heads off. I just need both of them to find that middle ground. But I will say overall... I think... Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Well, just on the Torres and Depay yeah. point, for me, it's less about their finishing and their actual shots on goal and more about like a positional issue with how they play. I think in Javi's system, and, and we can see this because Rafinha and Dembele, when they're both on the pitch, fit so perfectly into what he's trying to achieve because they're true wingers and they stick to the sideline and then cut in sure. uh, or give crosses into the box for Lewandowski. Baron Torres is not your traditional winger, right? Or at least he hasn't been for quite a few years, I think. I mean, on Man City either, I didn't see him do this. And so when he comes into the team, he... You know, if Dembele or Rafinha are over there on that left side, they're going to stick to the wing. They're going to make runs, trying to get the opposition out. Whereas Ferran Torres operates a little bit more like a, a second striker a bit, someone who's going to be, you know, below that, that, that man up front. And so... He just he just doesn't fit the mold of what this team needs or or what it's used to with Rafinha or Dembele on that side and so I just feel like um you know he's not able to create a lot of havoc because he's not great at one on one dribbling against opponents sure. and then you know he's kind of he's kind of uh creating some clutter in the middle of the pitch and then on Depay's side you have another player who's not an out and out striker like we see with Lewandowski or Aubameyang for example and so Depay is always trying to drop deep to catch the ball and his issue is mainly that once he drops deep he's not really making great outlet passes to Rafinha or to Torres and he's also not following up after he makes the pass to be clinical you know near the net if you look at that uh, not to go too far ahead here but that Lewandowski goal right Lewandowski passes the ball initially to I think Rafinha or Bellerin from midfield mm -hmm. uh, almost near the center of the pitch and then he's running all the way and is able to eventually pick up the scraps and put the goal in. And so Depay doesn't have that aspect of, you know, he's dropping deep, but he's also not pushing up against the net afterwards. And then, like I said, Ferran Torres doesn't really fit. So you saw a first half that I thought was fairly neutered from our front three. It was interesting to me how, you know, predominantly when we see this Barca team, we're building always out of the right side. And so in this game where Rafinha is, you know, who I think of as the best of the front three, it seems like a perfect game for him to kind of be in that first half, getting the ball on the right side and then creating havoc. But for some reason, the team wasn't really trying to go through him. So he had a great game, right? He ends up uh, creating an assist in the second half or at least getting the ball, you know, uh, that ends up in the goal. But in the first half, I just felt like we really didn't go through him enough. Sure. And that's fair. And I, you know, a lot of the ball was coming from the left side. But I, I agree with you on the Depay and Torres um, notes. But I will say, I think Depay was, he was getting more towards the box. There was instances where he was dribbling in and trying to create something. He had that uh, moment where he backheeled it, I think, to Frankie. And Frankie couldn't get the ball in the net there. But you know, he tried to push forward. I just don't think he's very good in tight spaces. I also think, like, he has difficulty um, getting power on that ball in those tight spaces. So while I do agree with you about dropping back and trying to get towards that, I think he did try to attempt it, but that uh, heavy defensive back line from Cadiz was really cluttering that um, box. And so... There wasn't really a lot of outlets for him to go. Like I said, Frankie de Jong ended up running up there, and then Torres doesn't really assist too much in opening up the space. Um, but I do think mm. we I could have done more work on the right side. I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, because I, if you look at that first half, 
Uh, the other things I noted were, right, Balde, again, looked really good. He had a few defensive chances where he was able to kind of stop the opposing team from, from advancing. And then on offense, I, saw, I thought he had a few good dribbles and passes to try and, you know, create a goal when, when the, the other, you know, Torres on the left side wasn't creating much. I thought the midfield was pretty good, to be honest, especially Frankie de Jong and Gavi. They would, of course, uh, connect for the first goal. But even in that first half, I was very happy with what I saw. I feel like... The difference, you know, Gavi, his thing on this team is always to kind of attack the half space, right? To, to make a run and try and draw off like a center back and, you know, perhaps the opposing team's left back. And when he gets in that half space and cuts the ball back to the net, Lewandowski a lot of times is there to put it in. But in this game, we saw Frankie de Jong really cutting towards the middle and getting towards the goal. And that's not necessarily, you know, uh, Pedri's best strong suit. So I'm not saying that this midfield is better by any means without Pedri. I'm just saying the dynamic of Gavi making balls, uh, runs into the box and then getting, you know, crosses towards the middle of the, the penalty area is great for Frankie de Jong, and that's what would eventually turn into our first goal. Uh, besides that, in the first half, you know, Hector Bellerin, I thought, had a rough start. <laughs> he looked really slow, and, you know, Bellerin, I think, is well-known for the fact that he had, like, a big ACL surgery a few years ago, and because of that, he's lost some speed, so I was really kind of worried when the, when the game started, and I think there was one big moment where Bellerin kind of got bodied off the ball, but, you know, he came through the rest of the game, and I thought performed well, and, um, you know, the, the first half was pretty boring, right? Cadiz is the team that will park the bus, six people in the box when they're on defense. They were not really uh, too engaged to counter us. And, and just overall, this is what you get, right? It can be easy to be really critical of Xavi for trying out a new team and putting in so many subs in that first half. But with Bayern coming up, I'm not too upset about the fact that we, you know, tried a lineup that wasn't entirely optimal i mean you know we gave it a shot and we got Lewandowski, dembele pedri all rest before a huge Bayern munich game yeah and i'm happy that we were able to score before uh, we made those subs right frankie uh got that opening goal and that was really yeah, nice the 55th minute yeah and that was really nice because then it's like okay we don't have to sub in dembele Lewandowski, and have rafinha and maybe fati even or you know put in pedri and do all these other things maybe alba just to create a goal against the cadiz um, I'm glad we got that out of the way. And then after that... And, and that goal, by the uh -huh. way, right? That was exactly what I was talking about, right? Rafinha has the ball on the right wing. He's stuck to that touchline. Mm -hmm. He sees Gavi making the run, passes to him. Gavi cuts it in the middle, and then Frankie de Jong puts it away. And uh, it's really good for Frankie's confidence, I think, to get this goal, like you said, before we put in any subs. So it was this starting lineup that was able to make it through. Mm -hmm. And I was just happy to see Frankie, you know, cheering on, uh, see him hugging Gavi. <laughs> I'm just happy to see, you know, as a big Frankie de Jong fan, to see him succeed. Yeah, and Gavi and Frankie are both pretty offensively mind. Uh, minded when we have Busquets in that middle uh, defensive center uh, midfielder position. So I was kind of glad to see them pushing forward. And Gavi did a wonderful job today. I just want to shout that out. I know we do say a lot of times we want to see more Frankie, less Gavi in some situations, but he was on the ball offensively and defensively. He did a great job of intercepting in the midfield and transitioning forward. And then you just mentioned that offensive uh, contribution towards the goal. Um, and then, you know, after this whole th uh, goal situation occurred, I think Cadiz had no choice, right? They haven't scored a goal mm -hmm. this whole season. They have no points. They had to became, become more offensive, and they made their own subs, which opened the game up. And then up. boom, use. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we put on, I mean, what a sight, right, to look on that touchline of our subs coming in and to see Lewandowski, Dembele, and Pedri. I mean, just a huge change from previous seasons mm -hmm. to have us, you know, have a lot of firepower, right? I mean, it's clearly, it's, it's clearly the case that we don't have a good striker, uh, central defensive midfielder or like right back sub, but uh, but 
you know, considering that our subs in all other aspects of the field are really good, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's Gabi or Frankie or Pedri coming off the bench, whether it's Dembele or Rafinha or Fati, I mean, uh, Christensen, Eric Garcia, we just have so many tools f- to use. And in that second half, like you said, once we scored, they had to open up a bit more. And that was when our fresh leg Dembele Lewandowski come in and they cause havoc. And I think, you know, Rafinha didn't get an assist or a goal today, but on that second goal, right, that was Rafinha, that was Bellerin who connected with Rafinha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was able to cut it in. Frank Young almost scored. And then Lewandowski, just the, the goal magnet that he is, is able to come through and put it in. And so, you know, as much as Rafinha might not be getting the stats that he wants uh, so far in the season, and he did get a little bit greedy in that second half trying to shoot a little bit too much, <laughs> I thought, uh, he, he is really just so good. And he's kind of like... Um, He's kind of like Gavi in that way, uh, that that player who's not necessarily getting that final pass for the assist or that goal, but they've just been so, so huge for us this season. Yeah, but I can see the hunger in his eyes. You know, he wants to score. He wants to make things happen. And uh, you can see that it's not there. There's energy in him despite not being able to finish. Like, I think in the first half, he had that one shot that came off the, the post on the right side. So he's looking to make things happen. And he like... He wants to perform for Barcelona. It's just obvious. And, you know, when he missed that one shot, I believe after Dembele passed it to him, uh, he's like pulling mm-hmm. on his hair. He's upset. He's like, I got to make things happen, which is good. It's okay to have a game where you just can't, you know, finish or make things happen. But at the end of the day, he contributed. But he's causing havoc. Yeah, right? exactly. That's so much different than Ferran Torres, right? Like <laughs> Rafinha and Ferran Torres are both sure. having a hard time getting on the, the net. And yeah. listen, I don't want to be a, a Ferran Torres hating or Bellerin or Gavi or whoever, you know, we're not in the, the business of hating on players for no reason. I think Ferran Torres needs more time. I was hoping that goal against Plizen in the Champions League in midweek would be the thing to have him catapult off, but he's still going through a rough stretch of patch. But the difference is, is, you know, when Ferran's going through a rough stretch of games and Rafinha hasn't got, gotten on like that assist or score board, I mean, the, the level of creation and output that Rafinha puts is just so high, right? It's like uh, if he didn't score a goal or an assist this whole season, he could still be a world-class player because of how much he's involved in, in creating offense and in, in knowing where to p- pass the ball smartly, when to dribble smartly, how to connect with Lewandowski and Dembele. And so I, I, I'm not worried about the, the end product not being there yet. And it reminds me a lot of like Dembele the last two seasons where he didn't have necessarily, although he had a lot of assists last season, he didn't have the stats that, that showed how well he'd been playing. Sure. And, you know, sometimes that it, that's like kind of a defensive role too, is the the defense doesn't always get the most accolades for you know performing so well in a game. The stats don't always completely reflect those things. But as long as the results mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and you know we watch every game day in and day out, uh, we know what's going on. So it doesn't it doesn't have to be perfectly reflected on that scoreboard. We know that these players are performing well. We can um, you know see the growth and the change and you know Chavi's uh, decisions in how that affects the overall squad because you know today. Like we started this whole thing, mm-hmm. it was great to have those rotations and subs and get even get, we know the starters coming into Bayern, Dembele, Lewandowski, Rafinha, mm-hmm. probably. Um, so Well, but you know, I want to pause real quick, uh-huh. Yus, and, and I think it's good that we look a little bit forward to Bayern. Um, and we do much shout out, right? Alonso got his first start. They actually mm-hmm. just restarted the game, so he might get a few, yep. uh, you know, good 15, 20 in. Although I have a feeling the game, you know, most of the players just want to get out of there. They've been rested for so long, they don't want to get injured. But we will see. Um, but yeah, looking ahead to Bayern, I think the real question I have for you is, you know, what does this mean? Jordi Alba didn't play, right? Mm-hmm. Balde got the start, 
and then Alonzo came on as his sub. And so Jordi Alba didn't play at all. And so does that make you think or me think, based off him playing against Pleasant, he'll play against Bayern Munich? Or is this just a game where, you know, Balde got minutes and he's going to come in again? Uh, so the first question is about Jordi Alba. The second question is, yeah, like, you know, against Pleasant, we started, I believe, Fatih, Lewandowski, Dembele. Mm-hmm. Do you think it will be that the Fatih or Rafinha choice on that left or right side? Um, so we're, And then, of course, in midfield, right, against a Bayern team that we know is going to press us heavily and is not going to just sit back and defend, do you think Gavi or Frank De Jong will start? So uh, Alba, um, Balde, <laughs> okay. uh, then two is talking about Rafinha or Fate, and then three is about Gavi or, or Frank De Jong. What do you what do So you Balde is going to start. Uh, I think Alba started the Plizen game, and Balde played this game because he didn't start that Plizen game, and so now he's just getting his minutes before coming into Bayern. Um, and I think, you know, if, if worse comes to worse, we'll put in Alba in Bayern as a sub. And then moving forward to Fatih Rafinha, it's got to be Rafinha. Fatih did not look completely uh, ready to start. Um, not that he did a terrible, terrible job. I just don't think he's uh, completely fit yet to start against a team like Bayern, even though they drew today 2-2, um, and they have I think they're second on the, the Bundesliga table. I think they've had a little bit of struggling, sure. but that doesn't mean against us that they're going to go any lighter because it's the Champions League and it's going to be Lewandowski playing against his old team. Uh, Rafinha, I think, is just a better fit, more offensively-minded um, coming into the against Bayern. And then the midfield, I'm just going to go with Gavi because I know, or I'm pretty sure that's going to be Xavi's choice. Um, it's less mm-hmm. so that I think Frankie de Jong or Gavi are better, but or who would be better against this team? But um, I think Gavi might struggle against Bayern a little bit doing his uh, interceptions because Bayern's a little more, hmm. uh, what's the word? Not, hmm. I think he, well, they're better, yeah. frankly, than any team we've yeah. played against. Right? Well, I just don't think it's going to be so easy to pick the ball off their offense, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie might also be able to hold the midfield a little better. Gavi moves around a lot more than Frankie, uh, offensively and defensively. But, you know, if Busquets is starting, we do need to solidify our midfield. We need to be able to move the ball forward. And if Gavi's not able to do that because he's running around too much... I guess we'll have to see, but do you have any different opinions? Or Oh, dude, Barca just scored. Yeah, Andrew <laughs> Fati scored. Lewandowski being super unselfish there, getting it to Fati on the Beautiful. breakaway. So, um, you know, it, let's start there with Fati and Rafinha. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Rafinha is the better choice. Uh, yeah. I think Fati, you know, he got a great goal as a sub. I think he's good against tired legs. But against Pleasant, one of the things we talked about in last video is perhaps he's not playing as well against fresh legs because he still needs time to get up to full match fitness mm-hmm. because he was out for so long, right, on, on multiple injuries. Uh, I think in terms of Jordi Alba or Balde, I'm not sure. I mean... Sadio Mane is really, really good, right? He is the player that Bayern got from Liverpool who is known around the world and who I think will cause the most havoc for us. And it's really a question of, you know, is Jordi Alba ready for it? I don't think so. (laughs) I I mean, Balde hasn't been challenged against big teams, but I think this is one of those games where we let him sink or swim and support him no matter what and just get him the opportunity to play against, you know, world-class wingers. He's never going to learn if he doesn't get it, you know. Exactly. And Jordi Alba's had his time, specifically against Bayern Munich, and has been absolutely (laughs) run through the mud, as we all know, uh, all too well. Uh, More than that, actually. Well, the last two years. We beat them in the 2015 semifinals. Um, And then I think for midfield, I think Gavi's the way to go. I think think Bayern is the exact team that Gavi's really useful against, a team that's going to be super... 
uh, aggressive and physical in the midfield. And that we need Gavi there to not only win the ball back, but also to be able to, you know, give us some edge, right? I don't think Lewandowski, Dembele, Rafinha have a big edge to them. Neither do Busquets or Pedri. And so, you know, you kind of need that player. I don't want to call him like the enforcer of our team, but that player who's going to be out there physical and not just let... Bayern run all over us but I want to hear from you guys in the comments what do you think who should start against Bayern how did you feel this Cadiz game went overall and uh, yeah let us know because we have the biggest game of the season so far right it's going to be Bayern and then we play against Inter shortly after that and so this is a huge part of our season to prove you know where we are Mm -hmm. I think some of the I think some of the the questions I've seen on social media like if Barca beat Bayern at Bayern do you believe we'll win the treble Pump the brakes. It's too early <laughs> That's for that. That's a little much. We have a World Cup. <laughs> we have a World Cup in Qatar that will basically split the season into a first half and a second half mm-hmm. much more dramatically than any season we've seen in the past. So I'm excited to use. This is huge for us. It's going to be our first big test. We will be there covering it mm-hmm. after the game. So uh, I think with that use, I want to say thank you to everyone. Prayers up to the Cadiz fans, although the game started. So hopefully that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all very much. Thanks, guys. See you on Tuesday.